Cancelled, a Good Omen Sportwick, written by E.A. Lancambini and read by Job. Summary Five letters Crowley wrote to a zero fare that were never sent, and one that was. 1. A small clay tablet. A zero fare. You left the ark before I could speak to you again. I shouldn't have to explain myself to you. I'm a demon, demonic strangeness and all, but I find myself wishing that I could. Perhaps you would understand me in this way instead. I couldn't let those children die. They never asked to be born, and they certainly never asked to be wiped out for the faults of people who were supposed to be wiser than they. They didn't take up that much space on the ark anyway, so no harm done, right? Besides, who is to say what they shall be once they grow into adulthood? They could become the greatest sinners of their generation, perhaps, but they could also become devoted followers of your Almighty. You never know. Ineffable, so you rather insufferably say. Why would you not grant them that chance to be? I got in trouble for asking questions before, and I suppose I may again, but I figured you would not smite me for asking because you give your sword away, anyway. Crawley. 2. A sheet of papyrus. Angel, really? You weren't consulted on policy decisions, so you decided to just stand back and watch? I remember asking you before. All right, I suppose it doesn't count, because I never actually sent that message to you. Why people had to suffer for the faults that they did not commit? I now wonder if I should have asked you again. Maybe if I had, you could have reasoned with your side and stopped that young carpenter from being tortured so. But heaven has shown they are not above drowning hundreds of people, so I doubt they'll spare one more. It doesn't make much sense why I find myself writing this to you. Perhaps seeing you there again just reminded me of your kindness to me when you protected me from the reign of Eden. Still, if being kind to each other will lead to such barbarism as what we saw on Golgotha, then maybe it's for the best that you are not so kind to me, after all. You linger in my thoughts long after we part. You come up with rather annoying names for me. Those other demons you mentioned are just not as fashionable as me, honestly. And you just had to remind me that I was a snake, didn't you? Crowley, please take note that that is my correct name and the correct spelling, too. 3. A Thin Vellum Parchment Angel, it was good to see you today, even though your choice of production left much to be desired. Why you put up with the gloomy ones is beyond me. But you put up with me, and I'm far worse, so perhaps I should be grateful instead. I don't know if I should be offended that you insist that we do not know each other. We've had nearly five hundred years of working together, 
and several thousands of just existing, but still together. Is it such a terrible idea, our being friends? To be or not to be is the question indeed. Whether or not I see you as my friend is not the question. Unfortunately, the question for me at this point is if I can content myself with being merely your friend when I find myself longing for something else. Stay safe in Edinburgh. I will miss you. When you're done there, perhaps we can watch Hamlet again. I assure you that it will still be playing when you return to me. Sincerely, Crowley. Four, a folded sheet of newsprint. You absolute bastard. Fraternizing. Is that all there is to this? I don't know how to prove to you that I didn't ask for what I asked because I've lost hope. On the contrary, I need it because I am hoping that I will always find my way back to you, no matter what hell sends after me. And yes, I lied to you earlier. I do need you. You cannot possibly know how much, but I thought that, on some level, you could understand. But that isn't how you see it at all, is it? It all comes back to what happened once, and you will always return to them. Do I matter so little to you, then? Too many questions. Too many, even for me. If this is your way of being kind, then please stop. Let everything stop, just for a while. See. Five. A thick, slightly spattered cardstock. Angel, I'm writing this now with your tartan thermos next to me, so I think this means that we've officially run out of time. The forces of hell are after me, and I won't give in without a fight. But what happens next? I try to tell you. I try to keep you safe. I tried to take you someplace where we could escape from it all. I tried everything, and still you're so goddamn stubborn. Why are you like this? And damn me to whatever circle of hell I haven't borne through yet. Why can't I stop caring? Look, if they come for me and my insurance isn't enough, I have to tell you somehow. If this is how the world ends, then let this be the last letter I'll ever write. I love you, Aziraphale. I've loved you for hundreds of years, probably longer, when I couldn't define or explain why I kept returning to you. I enjoy the pleasures of this world and would fight for it to survive for another six thousand years. But there is nothing I enjoy about it more than the fact that it is where I am with you. Yours, as I always have been, Crowley. Plus one, a sheet of smooth stationery. Aziraphale, I still haven't quite fathomed everything that has happened, 
but I'm honestly not complaining. I'm not asking any more questions either. All I care about is that you're still alive and you've chosen our side. You've chosen to let me love you and you chose to love me back, which is more than I could have ever thought I could deserve. If what we plan to do actually works, I'll see you at our usual bench in Barclay Square. You know, I'm putting this note in my jacket, and I'm sure you'll find it once we switch. Time to leave the garden and into the world that is ours. No matter what happens, Aziraphale, I will come back to you. Thank you for giving us the chance to be. Eternally yours, Crowley.